Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 509, recorded live on Sunday, April 23rd, 2017. And here are your hosts, the man who's most likely got full mobility today, Dave Play. Um, well, not quite. <laughs> uh, the man who's probably got less than Dave, Andy Lowe. Hi. Oh, that's probably true. That yeah, no, I'm not going to argue that one. That, that I'm sore. But, like I, I understand you're sore, but like I, my, I think my arthritic hip is acting up. I hit. I finally was able to walk downstairs going forward uh, this morning. That's good. That's good. I was able to get out of a chair. Yeah, last time. Old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I caused this one to myself, so. Cannot blame anybody but myself. Ran a race, didn't you? Uh, two races, actually. You ran two races. Yes. Not only did I run a race, how, I ran, how long were were the two races? Uh, the first one was a five k. Uh huh. And then I that had nothing for you. Yeah. Um, and then I had about five minutes to seven minutes to you know get ready for the yeah. half marathon that I ro- ran after that. So you ran a half marathon and a 5K. Yes. And it's it did that much damage to you? Uh, because I did the math and I ran in that one day uh, more miles than I had run since October. Combined? Mm-hmm. I ran 16 miles, well, 16 miles and a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in basically one go. And I've only run... 15 miles since October since the Detroit Marathon back in the middle of October like a total of 15 miles yes total what happened to you doing like huge runs every week uh, well it was winter and uh I don't know I just I just never got back on the uh the wagon or in I this see. case the treadmill fell off of the wagon yes plus I've got a really bad cough True. Well, congratulations on finishing in that case. That's, <laughs> yes. That is quite impressive. I did maybe survive. Wasn't, maybe it wasn't the best plan. No, no, it was not. But I did survive and I'm just, you know. Yep, yep. Did you uh, Did you run in costume, Andy? Uh, yes, I did wear my uh, Waldo outfit. Of course you did. How many people shouted out? Oh, I, I lose track. You just like wave, smile, and yep. keep wave, going? Wave, smile, high five, fist bump, whole nine yards. Hey, look, it's Waldo. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell my classes about that. I, I tell them the story of the first PAX that we went to, where we did the button, not the button, the the B uh, marbles. There we are. Mm-hmm. And then how the second PAX, you, you went as Waldo. I put up the picture of you in the line room. And I have, I have my classes play, Where's Waldo? Is that still on my Facebook page? Yes, I have no, yes it is. No idea. But yeah, I my, have it. my Facebook page has not changed. I always got to find myself. Okay, trash can and then down. Yep, there I am. <laughs> I still love going to the uh, football games and just, you know, sitting in the crowd like that. If I did that at a, at a Wisconsin game, you would not be able to find me at all. Oh, God, that is pretty true. Yeah, that was the thing. We went to a Western game. You could find me pretty easily, though, because... <laughs> Western's colors are brown, black, and gold. So if you're in there in bright red and white, you kind of stand out. (laughs) But yes, since I was currently running at the time 
of our normal podcast recording. No, wait, was I? Or getting ready to run. Uh, no, I was actually walking back to the hotel after the run. Oh, at you were already done. Yes. Yeah, we were we were walking back to the hotel at the time because our hotel checkout was at twelve thirty. So. Ah, uh, okay. I was gonna say otherwise we totally could have uh, recorded. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we could not. No. No. Our. Uh, yeah, we had to be out of the hotel by twelve thirty, and then I was meeting with my dad for a belated birthday lunch. So we didn't get back and. To Kalamazoo until like after five. Okay. Well, congratulations again on on finishing the race and getting to well, getting to to do that and make sure you still can. Yes, <laughs> I was able to do it. wasn't great, but I was able to do it. So yeah, the next one will be um, actually the Detroit Half Marathon this year. So yeah, that will be the next one. So that won't be till October. So. Right. Should we hit some topics so I don't have to sit in this chair, which is actually slightly uncomfortable? Um, I suppose we can. I don't know. I'm I'm having a lot of fun, like, asking you about this race. It was sci-fi themed, so there were people, you know, running in men in black suits. People oh. running. Yeah, I know. Running a half marathon in a suit? Yep. Oh, Honest to goodness, that- black suit. With the white undershirt and the black tie, they were holding some sort of ray-looking gun. That does wearing not the ray sound bands. pleasant. What was the the largest costume? Uh, largest costume. Somebody was running the five k in a cardboard box that was painted to look like a space shuttle, like the Discovery Atlantis Challenger yep. Yep. U.S. space shuttle program. Yep. Should have gone over to him and been like, aren't you a little old to run a 5K? I thought I you were retired. That's what I, that's what I would have been like. You're running the 5K? I thought you were retired. I thought you were grounded. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's probably the better version. Yeah, the grounded, yeah. I thought you were grounded. <laughs> uh, there was a whole group of people who were running, looking sort of like uh, Marvin the Martian. Cute. Yeah, they had what looked like crocheted hats. That looked like the Marvin helmet, and they were wearing, like, the tutus. The the green-plated dress thing. Andy? Yes. Okay. You got very quiet for a second. Oh, no. I, I, I wasn't sure if the system had kicked you off or something. I don't think so. Okay. So, topics. Yes, let's talk about the, the, topic the, list. the important one first. StarCraft is free. You nailed it. I didn't even have to tell you which one I was looking at. StarCraft is out, and it's free. You can play StarCraft, the original StarCraft. Um, this is in, in preparation for the StarCraft Remastered, right? This yes. is, They want to get it out. They're like, well, why not? And really, anyone who's going to download this probably bought the game long, long ago. Yes. But now you can legally, for free, play the original StarCraft. Not just and, like a spawn copy, quote nope, unquote. But the whole freaking thing and Brood War as well. Yep. Brood War expansion and is also free. It it works on modern computers. Yep, yep. It's I played not, it on the Windows 10. It's not great. <laughs> and holy crap, does it feel dated. So did you play the, the campaign or did you go on to Battle.net and look around for games? I didn't know you could do that. I was just playing the single player campaign. Oh, there's multiplayer. And there's Battle.net, which, which, if you recall, Blizzard retired Battle.net, but it still sort of exists for StarCraft. 
But as Brian and I discovered, you have to be careful when you pick a server because your login information is server specific. Huh. What I'm surprised though is the fact that it's not connected to the battle.net launcher app that, you know, all the other Blizzard. Well, I think I think that's what they're doing for StarCraft Remastered because that would take a lot of effort. Yes, to get that integrated into that one for, you know, yeah, and like your friends list and all that. Yeah, that's that's not there right now. That's not integrated. But yeah, no, the original StarCraft icon is on my desktop. Yep. I tried playing against the computers in just say a like um a melee, just a, a random game against the computers. Yeah. They kicked my ass. Oh my god, it wasn't even close. I'm like, awesome, I've got a few Zerglings. Holy shit, that's like five zealots and ten marines. <laughs> oh, I gotta I gotta try that. It's it's gonna be a bloodbath. My yeah. own blood just, you know, splattered yeah. all over the walls. But go go back and play with like three computers on a melee game so that they team up. Oh jeez. And and see how well you do. I couldn't even beat two computers. Back in the day? Yeah, no, like I we've gone over this. I was not very good at the game. Then why did you pick it for the, the head-to-head competition? I picked a bunch of things for nostalgia's sake and trying to get a wide breadth of... Um, Options? Yes. Okay. I mean, you did beat me in, in one of the matches and almost beat me in two of them. Yes. Oh, that was so Thank freaking... God you missed my drone. Yes. If, that, if I hadn't missed that one guy... Yep. Oh. Of course, if I hadn't sent out that one guy, I would have had way more in my opening base. He probably wouldn't have killed it. Oh, well, you win some, you lose some. But yes, no, that <laughs> StarCraft is free. And yeah, the StarCraft Remastered is going to be out soon. Do we have a Do we have a timeline on that one or no? Uh, you're talking about a Blizzard game, sir. <laughs> the timeline is when it's ready. Who's got a more ridiculous timeline for games? Valve. You, I can't even like answer, ask the question. You already know what I'm going to ask, and you've already answered it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, because because it's a pretty simple question. Yeah. Right. Like Valve. That's the the only major other company that has a similar timeline for their games of when it's ready. Or Valve time is kind of turning into never. Yeah. Unfortunately. Look, I'm I'm pretty much giving up on the idea of Half Life Three. Or Half-Life 2 Episode 3. That story is now going to just sit there unfinished. Yep. Kind of like one of those movies where, you know, they they set up a sequel at the very, like, last minute of the movie. And then it gets canceled. Yeah. Yep. Or that TV show that, you know, only gets canceled after 13 episodes. Or that TV show where there's a writer's strike and all the good writers leave and so the show turns to crap for season 2 and 3 and most people pretend there isn't a season 2 or season 3 because it's so crappy all right i've got like a couple shows that i think you're talking about but i'm not sure which one i mean who says i'm talking about a show okay but i am talking about heroes ah yes no andy the response is they made a season 2 of heroes God, I even watched some of the Heroes, what, Heroes Reborn or whatever it was called. Why did you even give it the chance? I don't, I was curious. Silly, silly. Andy, that was not ever going to be a good thing. 
But yeah, StarCraft is free. Hey, speaking of other TV shows, those next two topics. Uh, HBO looks like they're going to be picking up Fahrenheit 451. Not really sure how that's going to work. Also not sure how I feel about that being a TV show, given that that was like half of the point of the book. Turns out the book wasn't actually supposed to be about censorship. That's just how it was interpreted. It was supposed to be about like society abandoning books in favor of visual media. Oh. But, you know, censorship. Yep. It's it's a pretty good topic for a book. So there's going to be an HBO series about this? Yep. Hmm. Not sure what the plot will be. Like, are they just going to take the book's plot and turn it into a series? Are we going to go all man in the high castle on it? Is it, here's a setting. That's that's another series I haven't been able to get through. I, I wasn't able to, like... I tried. I actually watched the first two-ish episodes, and I'm like, this just does not interest me. I think, how many episodes did I get through? Man in the High Castle. Let me just see. I mean, I love alternate history. I love alternate histories, but I just couldn't get into this one. I, God, and there's now there's a whole second season of it, too? Jesus. Yep. Correct. Huh. I don't. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Huh. Well, no. I'm just debating if I want to start going trying at it again or not. Hmm. I'll think about that one. But okay. So Fahrenheit 451 is coming to HBO. Um. Don't have HBO, so don't have to worry about that one. I am excited, though, for Carmen Sandiego coming to Netflix. Yes. Now, this is not yes. This is not the PBS Carmen Sandiego. This is more along the lines of the uh, cartoon Carmen Sandiego, right? Well, they, they haven't really said anything yet. But, like, the PBS one was a game show. Yes. Right? So probably not on Netflix. Yeah, the, the, net, the cartoon was what? Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego, I think? I think cartoon is just where in the world is Carmen Sandiego. No, no, no. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? That was the PBS game show. Then they did a spinoff of Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego, which was also, you know, basically just a spinoff of Where in the World. You know, because the chief was still the chief and yada, yada, yada. And then Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego? That was a Saturday morning cartoon back in the 90s. I used to try and watch it, but our Fox station put it at like freaking six o'clock in the morning or something. Uh, 1994, 40 episodes. Um, oh, fun fact. It was actually Mm -hmm. the first, uh, first Saturday morning children's program ever to win the best animated program Emmy in 1996. Yeah. Good for them. So I'm thinking this is probably going to be more along the lines of where on earth is Carmen San Diego. Yeah, probably. Oh, I can get the whole series on DVD. What? For how much? I'm Amazoning it right now. Okay. Where on Earth is Cameron San Diego? The complete series on DVD for $9. It's pretty cheap. And it's Prime, so I could get it here and I could have it here by Tuesday. 
Hmm. I'll have to ponder that one. Anyway. I don't think you're going to do that. I'm I loved pretty that sure you're one. not going to do that. I, I loved that one where uh, I still remember one of the episodes. It was a Christmas special where Carmen Sandiego had like supposedly stolen something. And all the clues that she left were all Christmas themed. And that, you know, they finally like figure out where she is. And she's at like Rockefeller Center in front of the big Christmas tree. And she, she actually like gives them back what she stole. And she's like, Merry Christmas, guys. And then she just walks away and they're all just like, Merry Christmas. And I'm just like, oh. Wait, but she's like wanted. What do you mean Merry Christmas? Arrest her. <laughs> That's not the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> oh, good shows, good shows, good shows. So here's the other important topic on the list, Sandy. Yeah. Uh, SNES Mini. Yep. What What did we say? That I think we had was, dinner on this. Did we? I don't think we did. No, what did we have dinner on? The only one I can remember is the the one we just did, which was the Tesla semi truck. Right. I don't think okay. we had one on that's, the mini that's because what we had dinner on. Nope. You're right. You're right. Tesla semis. I wouldn't have argued against this at all. <laughs> You'd be like, they're not going to put out an SNES mini. No. Yeah. The, yes, they are. With the amount of you know that NES classic mini thing, whatever it was called. Yep. Of course they're going to come out with an SNES one. Of course they are. The question becomes, what games? That's a oof. Well, okay. So, what games would I like to see on there? Um, Super Mario, easy one. Super Mario Brothers World. Yes. I mean, the the really easy is like the trifecta, right? Super Mario Brothers World, Link to the Past, Super Metroid. I was actually going to go with Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country. Loved that one on the SNES. Are, are we going to assume that there are what thirty games? Yes. Okay, so Super Mario. Oh, are we trying to figure out our 30 games? Super Mario World, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, um, Super Metroid, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Street Fighter 2. In one of its incarnations. Well, okay, so if you got to do one of them, Street Fighter 2 Turbo was the best one. I think there was actually a Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper. Oh, geez. So I'm just putting down Street Fighter 2. We'll, we'll let it go from there. You know, whatever that mm-hmm. is. Oh, yeah, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting. Oh, my gosh, that's just... <laughs> uh, Mario Kart, maybe? Mario Kart. Uh, what's the status of third-party games? Those are legit, right? They can, they'd have to get the licensing for it, but they could do it. Why? What are you thinking? Um, Mega Man X, which is a Capcom game. If you're going to do that, then you got to put a Final Fantasy on there. What? I don't know which ones that would be. Five and six. We'll go with six, because we'll assume they'll just do one. All right. Uh, um, and yes, they... That's right. Third-party games are allowed because they did Final Fantasy for the NES Classic. Yes. What else would we do? Oh, oh! I would love it if they did Super Mario RPG on there. That would be fun. Um, F Zero. Oh God, that that racing game was just tough. Uh, 
NBA Jam. What? NBA Jam, yes. NBA Jam. From downtown. He's on fire. <laughs> Boom shakalaka laka. Yep. Okay. NBA Jam. Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Street Fighter, Donkey Kong, Legend of Zelda, Mario Kart, Mega Man X, Final Fantasy VI, Super Mario RPG, F-Zero, NBA Jam. God, if, if it came out with just those, like, 11, I'd be super happy. God, yeah, we've only reached 11? Mm-hmm. Shit, what else do we gotta... What other games would be on that list? Uh, but, uh... Uh, um, was Mortal Kombat on the SNES? Oh, it was on the Sega. I don't know if it was released on the SNES. Yes, because there's a ROM of it. Okay. <laughs> That's how you're checking. It's it's a legitimate thing. Um, These home versions... Super NES and the Genesis versions. Yep. So Mortal Kombat with a K. Uh, oh, jeez. All right, well, let's try this then. Let's go for list of the top, time, top 25 NES. Contra 3. Star Fox? First bound. Star Fox. Kirby. I could see that. Castlevania 4. We have Chrono Trigger, right? We do now. <laughs> Yoshi's Island. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. I'm oh, not going to put that one down. That was actually a really good game, though. <laughs> that sounds like, that's that's a title is what that is yeah oh wow i feel pretty good though we got most of these top 25 games already listed that's because the snes was our jam at least yeah. it was in my house it, it was that was the console right yeah. that was growing up those were just the best games yes oh god this list this is a hell of a list mm-hmm so I didn't buy the NES Classic, but if they do the SNES Classic with this, with like half of these games, I'm probably going to buy that. Yeah. Assuming I can find one. You know, it'd be hilarious if uh, they, if this would be completely brilliant and kind of crazy if Nintendo did this. They go and they announce saying, yep, we're doing the SNES Classic. And then they just sit back. And let the internet go, okay, there were 30 games on the last one. What are the 30 games who won on this one? You mean the process we just did? Yes. And, and then, then Nintendo, go Nintendo goes through and basically compiles all the massive lists of games that people want on there and go, okay, yep, we can do these this. These are the games. Because <laughs> I'm looking at some of these lists and I'm like, yep, nope, no, that's that's pretty much our list right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the problem with that, the downside of that, is the idea that Nintendo would then have to make sure they can acquire the licenses for all of those things. A lot of these, though, are pretty much, you know... What, first party? Yeah. Well, Super Mario, Zelda, Metroid, Donkey Kong, Mario Kart. Uh, was F-Zero first party? Yes. Star Fox was first party, Kirby. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... 
Nine of the 19 we came up with our first party. They'd have to get a license for Street Fighter 2, Mega Man X, Final Fantasy 6, Super Mario RPG, NBA Jam, Mortal Kombat, Contra 3, Earthbound, Super Castlevania 4, and Chrono Trigger. It'd be really funny if they put Super Mario All-Stars in there. <laughs> Just in case you missed the, the NES Classic. We put, we put four NES games in your SNES game. Yeah. Yo, dog, I heard you like emulators. <laughs> oh, funny. Put an emulator in your emulator. Yeah. I'm trying to go through and make sure I can name all of the third parties that publish these games. Yeah, F-Zero was published by Nintendo, so. Yeah. Well, because Captain Falcon was in Smash Brothers. Yep. But Chrono Trigger was a Squaresoft game? Uh, Yes. Castlevania was... I know it, do you? No. I believe Castlevania was Konami, wasn't it? Maybe I don't know it. Hang on. Who published Castlevania? Yep, Konami. Earthbound? Uh, super. Did you put Super Bomberman down? I did not. Because, heck, people still play that now. <laughs> okay. Who made Earthbound, Andy? Uh, I feel like that's a Square Enix sort of thing. Well, keep in mind, know, this is before Square Enix was a company. Oh, you're right. Oh, Nintendo. It was, it was Squaresoft. I guess it is a Nintendo product. Huh. All right. They don't need a license for that. They already have it. Developed by Hell Laboratory. Hmm. But yeah, no. This If you could literally get all that in one package. For like 60 bucks? Yep. Yeah, I'd do it. I, I do have a tan- tangential one, though, because somebody at um, Ars Technica decided, you know, like, oh, they're canceling the NES Classic Edition. And, you know, like, then they're announcing the SNES thing. It's like, I've heard about this RetroPie thing. What can I do about it? So he actually has a complete walkthrough from, you know, what exactly to buy component-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, what to buy, this, that, and the other thing. How to build it together. How to do... It's literally the whole, from start to finish, how to make your own yep. RetroPie emulator. Yep. So if you're even just slightly hands-on... You can make your own. Yes. The thing is, when I when I tried to do this with a Raspberry Pi, there was lag. Like, there was graphic lag. Like, I'd push a button, and it would take it a half second to register. On the newer versions of the Raspberry Pi, since I have seen this and actually played with this for a bit, it's it's not yeah. there on the newer ones. I'm pretty sure I have a newer one, though. Like The Raspberry I, Pi 3? Maybe it's just a Pi 2? Because, yeah, no. If you get the Pi 3 Model B, which is $42 from Amazon, um, which also includes the 5-volt, 2.5-amp micro-USB power adapter included, mm-hmm. um, that one, it was, it was, I couldn't even tell. You know, if you had just put a black box over it, and all I had was just, you know, the controller in my hands, you wouldn't have been able to tell. Okay. Well, good to know. If I ever decide I want that again. Yep. So, yeah, so that's one of our topics is, you know, somebody's like, yeah, no, this was brilliant, but I wanted more, and I didn't want to spend anything, you know, more than the $60 he would have spent for the NES Classic. So. Yeah. Wow, we are hitting a lot of the classic gaming stuff right now. Well, because it's that nostalgia period, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine if Nick <laughs> made a a new. You remember they had Nick at Night and like Nick Classics. Oh yeah. If they made a new Nick Classics that was all the shows from the nineties, Pete and Pete, Salute Your Shorts, uh, the the one ranch show that I never remember the name of. Uh, Dude Ranch, I think. Dude Ranch. Um, 
Rugrats, Doug, Angry Beavers. How successful a channel do you think that would be? Pretty successful. Right. Right now at the Nick at Night website, I'm looking at the shows listed. Yeah. Uh, shows, Nick at Night. No, I don't want the TV schedule. Shows, Full House, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, George Lopez, and Friends. Fresh Prince is on Nick at Night? Fresh Prince is on Nick at Night. Oh, my God. Huh. But, man, everybody is about the nostalgia stuff. Speaking of nostalgia, mm-hmm. oh, and uh, Mario Kart that we just talked about, Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is coming out in a week. For the Switch, right? Yes. So Target has announced that in more than 650 stores across the country, the stores are going to get a Mario Kart makeover, which includes having some of the carts reskinned to look like Mario Karts. How how do you skin a cart? Uh, you you take their plastic carts and you put a, a wrap around wow. the outside. Andy, I was setting you up for it. How do you skin a cart? Well, there's more than one way. Oh, come on. Oh. Come on. Oh, it was sitting right there for you. I missed it. Oh. Right there, just waiting for you. <sighs> no, didn't didn't want to pick that up. God, I feel bad for missing that. Yeah, no kidding. <sighs> I'm I'm hanging my I, head. I in shouldn't shame. make you feel bad for it. I I shouldn't. It's, all right. So yeah, so they they put a little plastic sleeve around the cart. Yes. Uh, this is interesting and, and a, a strange idea. I'm kind of tempted to go over to my Target to see if they did this. Or if I feel going like to this is this. literally asking for trouble because you got people with carts. With Mario. You know, with Mario. Oh, it wasn't bumper cars, right? No. Mario Kart is not bumper cars. And so anyone who's like, ah, ha, ha, I have a bumper car, that's being stupid. Now, if people raid the grocery aisle and grabs a bunch of bananas <laughs> and, like, starts throwing those around, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> I could imagine getting, like, four or five friends and going to Target and finding all the carts that have the different people on them and lining up as if it were a race. Well, especially since the front doors are set up like the starting line. And as you walk through motion sensors, fire up flashing lights and playing Mario's catchy theme song. Yes. To target. Oh, it's just the three of them. Mario, Luigi and peach. Yep. Lame. (laughs) What did you want? Toad? Yeah. Yoshi. Yoshi, man. Yoshi was the Friggin' bomb. I always liked Toad. That's because you're lame. Yoshi was good. Bowser and Donkey Kong were okay if you had everybody else picking smaller guys because you could literally bump into them and spin them out. At least, you know, yep. in the original Mario Kart. And and many of the later ones. Okay, good. Like I said, it's SNES in- was my jam, so I had that first Mario Kart, and then that was it. Ah, uh, see, for me, I didn't get into Mario Kart until Mario Kart 64. Yeah, God, like, in case anybody's wondering, we, I went from the SNES to a PlayStation 2. Yeah. That was my jump. <laughs> um, my, my, not to always be a one-upper, but I get to one-up you, because my jump was from the NES to the PlayStation 2. Oof. I had to depend on friends for other game consoles, so I'd go over next door to play the SNES, I'd go over to Bry's to play on the PlayStation, and then Nintendo 64, I think Mo still has my Dreamcast. Yep, Kate has, a, Dreamcast? Kate has required. Yep, he has. 
I should message him about them. Like, dude, do you still have my Dreamcast? <laughs> Why do you have a Never mind. I got a Dreamcast because I was working somewhere, and they went on clearance, and I picked it up for $50. Nice. Yeah. With both games? Yep, with games and controllers and memory cards. It was a whole shebang for $50. That was my joke, Andy. Oh. I said with both games. Oh, no, it actually came with games. Right. Yeah. But uh, the joke of the Dreamcast didn't have many games. Hey, it had Crazy Taxi. It did. So did Nintendo 64 and PlayStation. Yeah, I know. The Dreamcast kind of kapluxed. Yeah. Kaplutzed? Yes. That is, I like that word now. It kaplutzed. Yep. Okay. <laughs> is that is that a combination of like kerplop and a putz? I'm not sure. Okay. I've just made it up, so who it knows? Kerplutz. Yep. So speaking of driving games, though. Yeah. I can actually segue out of that. Sure. Um, it seems I did a 404 page somehow on that topic. Because you have it pasted twice. Ah, all right, hold on. But I'm also that. looking at this, and this is amazing. <laughs> the 404 page is amazing. Bloomberg's yes. 404 page is fantastic. Uh, I'll fix it for you. Well, I've already deleted it, so. Oh, I was going to edit it, so you didn't have to delete it. Oh, sorry. Okay, so... Bloomberg has a, an article about autonomous vehicles and machine learning, which is good, yep. and Grand Theft Auto Five, Yep. Which is not as good. Andy, explain. They are using Grand Theft Auto Five because they can pull data from Grand Theft Auto Five, and they're using it to help teach autonomous vehicles how to drive. That. Are we going to have a bunch of murder cars? No, they've they've said that you know they've they're only driving you know on the highway sort of stuff there, but it's it's a way to actually you know. Hold on, I gotta find. When, I've got like a hundred links here that are now in my history for um, <laughs> top NES game. When I'm playing Grand Theft Auto Five or any of the Grand Theft Auto games, I am not driving in a responsible fashion. That is that is not part of the game to me, right? This concept of driving responsibly. So why are they trying to learn from that? Well, what because, are they taking away from that? Well, with a simulation, you can run the same scenario over and over again. Yeah. In order to you know to test your algorithms and your your whatever you're using for your self driving car, and GTA Five has two hundred and sixty two vehicle types. 1,000 different unpredictable pedestrians and animals, 14 weather conditions, and bridges, traffic signals, tunnels, intersections, the whole nine yards. But it's also not like physics. It, it has all of these things, but it's also missing like half of the laws of physics. Well, it's more of just like a visual thing there where it's like, okay, you know, let's see how... Your, you know, your software reacts to a kid popping out from the side of the thing there. Oh, no, we accidentally ran over the kid. In a simulation, that's okay. In real life, that's not okay. But the simulation needs to be accurate. Well, uh, what is it? Uh, The idea isn't that the highways and byways of the fictional city of Los Santos would even be a substitute for bona fide asphalt, but the game is the richest virtual environment that we could extract data from, says... One uh, university professor. So, you know, it's, yes, it's not perfect. It's the best they've got, though, and, you know, it's a lot easier just to run simulation after simulation after simulation rather than, you know, accidentally crashing your car off a bridge. I suppose. 
so I just thought it was kind of neat that you know they're taking taking Grand Theft Auto Five and using and they're it. just they're sandboxing it the way they want to, not you as know. a, a target rich environment. I mean a. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm dri- I'm riding in an autonomous vehicle. Suddenly, a cop's you know lights go off and all the things. <laughs> suddenly, it just starts driving off road, hitting jumps, weaving through intersections. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't see that being good. But um, MIT is yes. trying to make some money. Yes, because MIT, MIT was has a lot of IPv4 addresses. Yes, they have a whole eight block, I do believe. Right? I don't know. Because I think that's a, 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 a point eight. I God, I'm trying to remember my subnetting stuff. Uh, yeah, because it's like eighteen dot zero dot zero. Yes, that's a that's a slash eight block, which means okay, for, that for the rest of us, um, that means that they own all the IP addresses between eighteen dot zero dot zero dot zero to eighteen dot two five four dot two five four dot two five four. Which is approximately with eighteen, it's MIT. Yes. Holy shit. Which means that's sixteen point seven million IP addresses. That's Six, a lot. Yes. Yeah, you're thinking of like AT&T has the twelve block. IBM has the 9, Apple has 17, Hewlett-Packard actually has 15 and 16. So this whole like IPv4 scarcity is actually bullshit. <laughs> yes. They aren't actually that scarce. They're just like taken by big companies. Because when they first started handing out IP addresses way back in the beginning, they didn't think... That they'd ever run out? Yes. Yeah, well, turns out you do. Yeah, so MIT uh, is selling some of the... They're selling 8 million of them. Yes. Good lord. They haven't told us how much they're selling them for. No. And they're selling some of them to Amazon, so... Fourteen from an announcement from MIT Net, 14 million of these IPv4 addresses have not been used. And we have concluded that at least 8 million are accessed and can be sold without impacting our current or future needs up to the point when IPv6 becomes universal. Saying we'll probably never actually fill this up before we don't need them anymore. Yeah. The downside of IPv6 for me is that I now need to go and find and memorize Google's new IPv6 DNS server. Oh, I used to know this. I actually, because it's something... Well, the IPv4 is easy. It's 8.8.8.8. But what's it going to be in IPv6? Keep in mind there are no dots in IPv6. Uh, 2001, 4860-4860-8888. Really? 2001, 4860-4860-8888. Did you look it up? Yes. Because Google, on their public DNS page, lists the IPv6 addresses. Cool. It's big. What's really silly is most of our computers at work, I just turn off the IPv6 capabilities on the network card. Oi! It's causing problems on some of our software. Get your software fixed. It's third-party software. This is is the future. If they don't fix it, you're kind of screwed. 
I know, and you know, some of our new equipment only has IPv6 addresses. So, you know, okay, that's that's fine. You know, if IPv6 is my only option, then I'll deal with IPv6. It's just, you know, IPv4 with subnetting, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can look at the subnet and go, okay, yeah, no, this computer is going to, you know, really easily deal with this whole inside box and not worry about the outside box. It's like these boxes are not all of them going to need access and its own private IP address on the internet. Sure. But yeah, no, people, that's the funniest thing. Yeah, IPv4 scarcity, and you look at how many IP addresses does Apple have? 16 million. (laughs) Hewlett Packard has twice that. It's just like, you got to be kidding me. You just go to these companies and go, yeah, MIT, do you really need, yeah, MIT realizes, no, we only think we need 8 million IP addresses. That we'll only ever need. (laughs) You only need 8 million IP, really, 8 million. Hey, there's a lot of computers at MIT. Maybe they want each one of them to have an external IP address. (laughs) It's the most craziest thing ever. It's like that's what subnet was built, subnetting, that's what it was built for. Come on. Also what what routers were built for. Yeah, that's what your router does. I mean, I've got a couple hundred computers, and I've got four, four external IP addresses. That's all I need. That's it. Do you have them all memorized? No, because they're 67.108. Don't say it on the air, Andy. I've got a spreadsheet with all of them listed. Okay. I remember when I was working at WCC in the library for the the computer technician position, I had a lot of the IP addresses memorized for local machines and the server names so I could get to them if I needed them. Well, I've got a bunch of the, uh, like, I know the local IP addresses memorized, like the 10.109 addresses, the ones that are in the 10 subnets. Mm Mm-hmm. Those I've got all memorized, so I know where to go with those. But it's like, okay, you know, the actual external IP addresses, I don't have to deal with those. And if I really wanted to know what it was, I could just literally go to any computer and just type into Chrome IP address. Yeah, and it tells you the external. And Google will tell me, hey, your public IP address is this. Well, according to Google. Yeah. Speaking of Google. Yes. And according to Google, what's up with the problem with Google? Um, so there was a website called celebritynetworth.com. Yeah. Launched back in 2008 because he was curious about how much money Larry David was worth. Okay. So, you know, he, you know, dug through, you know, financial transactions, real estate transaction, news reports, yada, yada, yada. And he was able to, you know, create a website that listed celebrity net worth. All right. Okay. Uh, it was, it went off, uh, pretty well. You know, he was able to quit his day job. He actually had to hire a 12-person staff in order to get everything going. Um, and, you know, if he was, you know, top of the search results, if somebody's typed in Larry David net worth, it would come up with his, you know, website first. Okay. But now, if you actually type in Larry David net worth, Google pops up with their little box that, you know, Google says, hey, you know, this is how much Larry David right. is worth. And Google actually came to him and said, hey, can we parse your data for that little, you know, automatic results box? And he said? He said no, because he's like, that's going to kill my business because nobody's going to come to my website. They're just going to type in, you know, Larry David Net Worth. They're going to see the Google Knowledge Graph box 
Yep. And that's going to be it. Right. And so what did Google say? Um, well, they said, thank you, said no more to him, but then they went ahead and took the data anyway. Yeah. Yeah, in February 2016, Google started displaying a featured snippet for each of the 25,000 celebrities in the Celebrity Net Worth database. He knew this because he actually ate it. Remember when, you know, Big Bing was stealing search results from Google? Yeah, and people so put in Google, fake data. Google put fake data in there and was able to point out that Bing was doing it. Yep. He did the same thing to Google. He put fake listings for friends who were not celebrities just to see if they would pop up, and they did. Oh, oh dear. So, yeah, Google was, you know, parsing the data without actually, you know, getting his permission because he told them, no, I don't want you to parse the data. Google did it anyway. And no surprise, his, you know, traffic is down 65%. Yeah, that's going to kind of kill his business. Yep. Oops. What's really funny, though, is the fact that um, some of the snippets, like if you put in Floyd Mayweather net worth, it actually, the snippet is uh, from the bankrate.com website, but bankrate.com actually got their information from celebritynetworth.com, but you don't see that in the little response. So this is like, it's like, okay, Google's, you know, it's great that they have like the one-stop answer, so I don't have to, you know, poke through all the links to figure out the right one, but this is, uh, hmm, it makes you think is what it does. It does. And it also reminds you that Google is a company trying to make money. Yes. Right. They are not this altruistic, we want the world to be a better place company. They are a public company. Their goal is to make money. If they wanted to be altruistic, they would have stayed private. Yep. I have a lot more respect now for private companies now that I work for one. (laughs) So yeah, so that was my problem with Google is the fact that, you know, they literally called out Bing for doing something and then they turn around and do the same exact thing. Yep. Stealing data. Yep. And trying not to get caught. So other ridiculous news, Samsung has put out uh, an update to, because normally when it first came out, people were like, yeah, Bixby sucks. Yeah. That was most of the response. It's like, look, you know, it's... It's neat, but it sucks. Once it gets better, it should be amazing. But right now, you know, horrible. So people found ways of remapping the Bixby button to do other things. Like, you know, open up OK Google or open up, you know, whatever you have, whatever you mm-hmm. want to use. Um, the current firmware update on the, the phone, though, has blocked the ability to remap the button. Oops. So, you know, since the phone didn't launch until two days ago. Yeah. Um, you know. Most people are not going to get to remap the button. Nope. Will it break anyone whose phone had been remapped? Uh, it, uh, there are a few review notes in the last few. Samsung briefly confirmed Bixby on the S8 won't launch with voice support. What? Uh, Bixby sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah, no, it was. It's one of those things where it's neat in theory, but right now it sucks. Bixby this Virtual was the Assistant. one that like is aware of what screen you're on and can read yes. stuff from the screen, which is already kind of scary. Yep. I Voice don't want commands. my phone company to know everything I'm doing on my phone. Mm. Let's, let's put it that way. Yeah, Samsung has said that voice commands won't be available on the Virtual Assistant until later this spring. 
So it, it sucks. You used to be able to remap the button, but now you can't even do that. So that's a bit ridiculous, but that's Samsung? Question mark? <laughs> yep. Uh, is there anything else that you want to hit before we... Uh, there's... So remember how we talked about material scientists getting drunk at parties and making new materials? Yes, yeah. Now they could get drunk at parties and not even worry about it because the computers are making new materials. Really? Yeah. They just use computer modeling to generate two kinds, two new kinds of magnetic material over at Duke. Really? So no more pouring tequila into the machine. (laughs) Now you can just drink the tequila and the machine will do your work for you. The models started at two two 236,000 combinations, just down to 14. Hmm. Well, yeah, if you can knock out over 236,100 candidates. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that should be interesting. <laughs> One of the materials resulting from the effort is a blend of cobalt, magnesium, and titanium. Yeah. Is magnetic even at extremely high temperatures. Oh, but, well, that's good. But no, no, like, vodka. No. All right, random review. Yep, your week. My week? Yes, it is your week. I'm going to review the Knights of Pen and Paper 2. Knights of Pen and Paper 2. Knights of Pen and Paper 2 is a, uh, I I guess I would have to describe it as a turn-based adventure RPG. Okay. Okay. it is the sequel to the Knights of Pen and Paper, which was also then re-released as Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One. And it's the, the concept of the game is you are a group of players on one side of the table, and the DM is on the other side of the table, and you're playing through an RPG, like through a, a tabletop RPG. So you go to different places, you uh, meet different NPCs and talk to them, all through the narrative of, of this tabletop role-playing game. But in the background is like you are you are playing in costume and so you are these characters and then in the background is all of the npcs or the monsters that you're meeting and each player has a a player and a class and it's just it's adorable is the first one was adorable the second one is just as adorable they are so well designed and so cute hmm um Take on the roles of an in-game player taking on the roles of their characters in a traditional pen and paper RPG. Yeah. So there are different classes that you can play. Uh, there's different players that you can play. So there's the, in that same sense, right, of you're taking on the role of someone who is taking on the role. Yeah. So you really get two classes. You have the player and then you have the class. And so the, the player, the character are things like jocks and cheerleaders and rockers and goths and hipsters. And then the classes are things like cleric, paladin, warrior, mage, barbarian, monk. Hmm. So you can play a cheerleader paladin. Well, what are the what are the different players get you? Different abilities. So the jock has an extra hand slot. The uh, the surfer will automatically recover from random condition every turn. The rich kid, enemies drop more gold. Mm. The goth, resurrecting this player is free. And then the different classes all have different abilities. They have a passive ability and they have uh, a bunch of active abilities. And you have HP and MP. And, you know, it's your typical uh, action RPG. But just some of the, the things are just so... 
So, you know, in, in they, they poke fun at tropes. They poke fun at tropes like the location named Big Town. <laughs> Nameless Bridge or the enemies called the Foul Bears, because instead of an owl bear, it's a chicken bear. So it's a foul bear. Hmm. Well, this seems silly. It is very silly. It is very, 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 very silly. And it is hilarious. They love just poking at different puns. They love at uh, just playing with the ideas and tropes. Hmm. There's a crafting system. There's an inventory system. There's like it's just really well put together. And it's also available on Android. Oh, well, that's good. Yep. Downside of it, there is some DLC and some unlockable features that you have to purchase. You don't have to purchase them, but you, you purchase them. Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One Deluxier Edition. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Knights of Pen and Paper Plus, uh, Plus One is also a very good game. Knights of Pen and Paper Two is also a very good game. They learned a few things from one. Okay, so one is five dollars and two is seven eight dollars i think so or you can get it on steam and you know not worry about playing it on your phone and on steam the last time it was on sale it was pretty damn cheap well especially since the knights of pen and paper 2 is currently not available in your country yet according to google play for your phone yes um andy are you using a vpn no because i have it on my phone I just went to their web page and I clicked Knights of Pen and Paper 2 is available now for iOS and Android devices. So I clicked yeah. that and it says it's unavailable in your country. Are you searching the Google Store? Yes. Because Knights of Pen and Paper 2 should be available unless I like snuck in and got it before they closed it for some reason. Knights of Pen and Paper 2. Searching? All I have is the plus one. Huh. Because it's right here on my phone. That's weird. That is weird. (laughs) Knights of Pen and Paper 2, Here Be Dragons. Yep, nope, don't have that. Well, don't know what to tell you. That I'm not getting it on my phone. And there is one other thing um, as you're playing through this. Um, not only do you purchase things in the game, but you can purchase things for your game room that have impact on the things in the game. Really? So if you buy a table of miniatures for the game room, you can have more enemies per combat in the game. So it's just, it's adorable. It's very well put together, very well written. A lot of references, just fantastic game. Hmm. Well, I will have to keep that in mind. You know, mm-hmm. once I can actually, you know, buy more my games. Phone. Yeah. Yep. All right. Random topic. We're starting yes. to run low. Yep. We got five of them left. I just messaged Hans again. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? Yes. We only have five left. Everybody else gave up submitting. Yeah, I know, because Hans kept on submitting all of them. <laughs> Speaking of Hans, he submitted this one. If Rocky and Counselor Troy, which he misspelled Troy, uh, were to have a kid. What would their future career be? And yes, I understand. I actually uh, corrected him on the spelling of Counselor Troy. That's Kate's fault. Okay. But if Rocky and Counselor Troy were to have a kid, what would their future career be? What Rocky is he talking about? Is he talking about like Rocky, like Rocky Balboa? I think so. 
because that's two completely separate genres. That's two completely separate timelines. Universes. Universes, yes. Canons. Um, <laughs> if Rocky and Counselor Troy had a baby, well, it would be partly empathic, right? Yes, I do believe so. If they had a baby, what would it be? What would its job be? I guess whatever the hell it wants. Didn't Counselor Troy and Riker have a kid? No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm consulting my Star Trek expert over here to my left. Yep. Oh, God, what would... Well, feelings would not help you if you're a fighter. Granted, you know, Rocky, you know, just... I'm, I'm sorry to say, Rocky just seems like a big lunk. I've never watched Rocky Balboa. Like, I've never watched the movies... <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking of um, other Rockies, though. Yeah, like Rocky and Bull, like Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle, like Counselor Troy and a flying squirrel. Also raises many questions. Yes, or Rocky from you know Rocky Horror Picture Show. Was there a Rocky in Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes, there was a Rocky in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. He was, I think he was their version of a Frankenstein. Was that Tim Curry's character? No, that was, Tim Curry's character was Dr. Frankenfurter. But wouldn't that be the version of Frankenstein? Sorry, Rocky was Frankenstein's monster. Okay. You and your, no, I, you I'm actually what not I'm... trying to be pedantic in that one. I, okay. I honestly thought you meant Frankenstein. No. No, no, Rocky was, uh, I think, yeah, he was the version of Frankenstein's monster. Um see what other famous rockies were there oh uh rockford files so james gardner's character i think in rockford files was named rocky or was that his dad in the rockford files i don't know yeah okay yeah no it looks up on wikipedia yeah rocky was uh james gardner's dad in the rockford files but either, any of these things here it's just like they're 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 completely separated by universes so i, I don't why can't the kid just be whatever he wants to be? Can I just go with that? I think so, because that's kind of where my my take lands on it. He'd be a like, Starfleet captain. I don't know. I think we're missing going... something in this one. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what it is. This is like the the. No, no, both of us can't come up with an answer on this one. This one, it, we feel like we're missing the puzzle piece on this one. So Hans is going to listen to this and then message us and be like that, you know, this. W- <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> All right, we need to finish this up because, yes, we need to finish this up. Yeah. So anything else? Nope. All right, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.